Good morning, everyone. Let's take some time in the Bible together and explore this amazing um, event that happened, according to Dr. Luke, um, at the at the birth of the church when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Firstly, this morning, Nicole and I, though, we do want to send our love to you. We want you to know that we're continuing to pray for you, for your um, families, and particularly at this time as everyone's beginning to navigate re-entering into everyday life and all of the realities therein and we also want to let you know that we will keep you posted with any and all of the changes with how we as a local church are going to be opening up again over the next coming months so stay tuned we will keep you posted with those practical changes but this morning we want to particularly bring focus to the sending of the Holy Spirit, the Father's gift, Jesus's, as Jesus promised, God's empowering presence. Pentecost is a really wonderful celebration in the Christian calendar. And um, I want to encourage you to grab your Bible. We're going to read some of it together right now. And as you do that, getting your Bible ready, I want you to get ready at Acts chapter 1 verse 1 and uh, then we're going to jump to Acts chapter 2 and read a little bit from there as well. Now just to give you a little bit of context about what you're reading here this morning, the celebration of Pentecost was actually a party, a huge Thanksgiving party for the Jewish people and what they would do is every year they would take after the first fruits of the harvest of their labours from their fields and they would bring that after 50 days to the temple in Jerusalem. Now the temple in Jerusalem for the people of, of, of the Jewish faith was where the presence and the power of God resided and it was from there that God would bless and inform the people's lives. So every year, you know, they would take their harvest and on the and journey it into the temple and they would come from all of the then known places of the earth and they would bring it as a thanksgiving offering to God in his presence now that's going on on one level so everyone's in town for this big Jewish birth celebration and at the same time Jesus has now risen from the dead he spent 40 days with his disciples, teaching them on the kingdom of God and how to minister his kingdom authority. And then he's ascended to be with God the Father. And just on his exit to be with the Father, he says, wait here in Jerusalem until you receive the promise my Father has said he would send, his empowering presence. And then, wouldn't you know it, right there, on the 50th day, boom, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And this is a really big shifting moment in terms of how God is going to love and restore and redeem all things and at the same time fulfill his promise to Abraham that through Abraham, through his people and through their Messiah, he would now bring his empowering presence to all people everywhere it's a big move on God's behalf so if you've got your Bible Acts chapter 1 
and we'll read the first five verses. Luke writes, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he'd chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you go over to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, when the day, day of Pentecost came, they were all gathered together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like the wind, the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Truly a supernatural moment. Moving down now to verse 14. Peter stood up with the eleven and he raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Right there at that moment, Peter's actually quoting from the Old Testament prophet, Joel. It's interesting how the long story of God now finds new life in and through the person of Jesus and now the sending of the Holy Spirit. If you've ever been around the vineyard or anyone who's been a part of the vineyard church, you will always hear people praying this prayer, Holy Spirit, come, or come, Holy Spirit. Whenever we get together, be it in big groups, conference settings, be it in small groups, you always hear people saying and praying, come, Holy Spirit. And when we pray for each other, even as we reach towards each other to pray for each other, one of the first things we do is we say, Holy Spirit, come. 
Why are we doing that? Well, Dan Wilt from Vineyard USA, he would answer that question like this. Dan says, For thousands of years, Christians have been inviting the Holy Spirit to come to us, to move in us, to manifest God's presence among us, and to minister through us with power to the world. Come Holy Spirit is a prayer that's been prayed since the ancient times in many variations and many ways as a welcoming prayer that sits at the beating heart of the empowered church of Jesus. When we come to the world as gospel people like Paul, we want to come with a gospel power rather than just words. Every generation has found ways to pray this prayer, particularly for the vineyard. On Mother's Day in 1980, as, as a congregation in California where John Wimber pastored, that prayer was prayed, come Holy Spirit. And it took its place in the life of our movement in such a way because that moment was such a radical inbreaking of the presence and the empowering love of God on the Vineyard Church at that time. And it's informed our history ever since and continues to inform our practices today. It's, it was a moment that's impacted not just the vineyard, but through our particular stream of church, the vineyard, we've touched the world and churches are being planted all over the place. Dan Wilt says, in the vineyard, when we pray, come Holy Spirit, we're inviting God to open our hearts to his manifest presence, to do what he wants to do in our gatherings, in our communities, and to raise our hearts, in our hearts, kingdom expectation. Come Holy Spirit has been called the most essential prayer of the church. And so together with all God's church, we pray, come Holy Spirit, for the sake of the gospel, for our lives, and for the lives of those we touch, and for the life of the world. This morning, I just want to share with you one or two small stories. And you'll see there's a slide on the screen coming up with lots of little pictures. But I just want to talk about God's empowering presence. There's a picture there in the top left-hand corner of one of my favorite paths that I walk on most days. And every day when I go walking, it's usually this time where I really connect with the Holy Spirit and I experience the empowering presence of God. Just last week, I was on that path and I was bringing to God all of my list and all of my concerns and all of the, the, the unanswered questions that I'm looking for help with right now, both in my personal life and in my vocation. And as I was walking along, I felt like the Holy Spirit drew near to me and then just whispered into my heart, and he whispered this word, and this word was simply, Kirk, just let Jesus be the glue that holds all things together. Now, in that moment, it was like I experienced both the comfort of God, the liberation of all of that anxiety, and at the same time, an incredible sense of empowering that I could partner with Jesus as he is busy holding everything together 
in regards to my life and the life of the people that I live among. Um, just next to that, you'll see a picture of me uh, f- lying on my back. And uh, as I'm lying on my back in, on my white, in my white T-shirt there, that was a moment when the Holy Spirit came upon me in power. And it happened just a few, not quite two years prior to a change in my vocation. It was like God came to me with power to let me know that, Kirk, I'm about to change the course of your life. And don't worry, I'm going to be present and powerful to help you make the changes. That was just before Nicole and I welcomed God's invitation to help serve as the national directors for Vineyard Churches Australia. So even now, when I think about some of the bigger responsibilities of my daily life and circumstances, I think back to that moment and I trust that the power of the Holy Spirit in that moment is the same person who's empowering me today. You'll see there in the, in the bottom left-hand corner of the picture, uh, a group of guys lying there on the floor face down. This is a common reality of the people of Jesus here at Pine Rivers Vineyard. When we come together and we seek God, as he comes in his empowering presence, enters our worship life together. He enters our space and often the best and only response is to fall face down. Often we read it through the scriptures. When people came near to God, they bowed down. They, played, they laid their face to the ground and postured themselves in such a way that says, Oh God, you are so great. You are so holy and merciful. And here am I. Thank you for meeting with me. This is about the best thing I can do in your presence to welcome you. Friends, we see encounters and empowerings and visitations of the Holy Spirit and it's right and it should be our expectation. Every time we pray, come Holy Spirit. Also, there's a picture there of all these young people, 10 to 14-year-old young people, praying for those older than them. And it's incredible here at the Vineyard. We love to see every generation filled, equipped, empowered and released to partner with the person of the Holy Spirit. And in the top right-hand corner there um, is this group of people who are, is this crowd of people where everyone is equipped to do the ministry of Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's another thing I love about who we are as a church and how God's made us as a people. It's not based on uh, performance. It's not based on Uh, skill set. It's not based on anything other than the Holy Spirit poured out on all people to do the works of Jesus. Today, we celebrate Pentecost, the sending of the Holy Spirit. And there's two things over the next little while that we're going to explore together as as we spend time in the Scriptures looking at the person of the Holy Spirit and His work among us today. Firstly, we'll be exploring his manifest presence when we get together. And we're also going to look at what it looks like when his empowering manifest presence sends us out to the world to love the world in what what Jesus is doing. The Holy Spirit, 
He comes upon all flesh, just like Joel said, men, women, young, old. The Holy Spirit does not come upon us based upon our gender. The Holy Spirit does not come upon us based upon our age or our wisdom or our intelligence or our vocational successes or failures. The Holy Spirit, the empowering presence of God, has come upon us because it's the promise of the Father's great love to bless the whole world through his Son, Jesus Christ. And so today, I want to invite you to join me as we pray right now for the Holy Spirit to come. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us in Jesus. And Jesus, uh, we just thank you that you said the Father would send the Spirit, and indeed the Father sent the Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you come today? Come upon our hearts, come upon our lives, come with your empowering presence for every personal need and circumstance to be made right by your kingdom rule and reign. Come, Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, would you come upon us and move through us for the sake of the world? Come upon us and through us for the sake of every tribe and nation and language group. Heavenly Father, thank you that your Spirit calls us to join in what you're doing in the lives of the people around us. Give us the eyes to see what you're doing. Give us the boldness and the courage to join in and give us that sense of uh, faith or risk, willing to uh, just take that risk to see your kingdom come. Come, Holy Spirit. Touch everyone who's listening today. Let every physical need come into the power of your spirit and your kingdom. Come, Holy Spirit. Every circumstance that needs your presence, Holy Spirit, come. Every opposing work of the kingdom of darkness, Holy Spirit, come with power. As our country and as our nations right now begin to try to navigate life as it reopens and engages again, Holy Spirit, come. We love you, God. Thank you for your presence upon us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.